This is the Financial Compass with Matthew Brunner from Comprehensive Planning Associates. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Matthew provides his clients and prospects with the information that they need regarding social security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now here is Matthew Brunner to help you find your financial direction. Hello and welcome to the Financial Compass. My name is Matthew Brunner from Comprehensive Planning Associates LTD or Compass in Fairfield, Connecticut. If you'd like more information about what you hear during today's show, give us a call 800-339-9252 or visit us online at compass-ltd.com. While you're at the website, scroll on down to the radio section of the page and you can check out past shows. You can subscribe to the program on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, and please don't hesitate to reach out to us with questions, topics for future shows, or to set up a face-to-face or virtual meeting. Now, it's clear Americans will be dealing with the coronavirus pandemic for at least the next several months. In fact, as more of us move indoors because of dropping temperatures, the Center for Disease Control is urging Americans who normally travel for Thanksgiving to instead hold virtual family get-togethers. Now, the CDC suggests lower-risk Thanksgiving activities that might include smaller dinners that include only the members of your household, preparing food for family members outside of the home, delivering it to them, watching traditional Thanksgiving parades and games from home during your Black Friday, doing your Black Friday shopping online. Uh, you can find all this info at cdc.gov under holidays, or I, I think that's probably improperly titled, but uh, uh, on the site's daily activities and going out section. But before we push forward with today's show, I would like to introduce my co-host, the king of holidays, Tony Shore. He's not a turkey either. Tony, how you doing, my friend? Well, I'm still uh, I'm still a bit logy from the tryptophan and all the turkey I ate. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, the holiday season is upon us, and hopefully, te- people did take precautions. Uh, Thanksgiving, Black Friday, and now we head into more of the holiday season. Uh, you know, we've got Christmas coming up and New Year's, so. I'm hoping our listeners out there are taking the proper precautions, but this year's just been, oh, it's been terrible for a lot of people and we can't, you know, live our lives as we normally do. So uh, that that makes the struggle real, but uh, we're hopefully here to talk about some positive things you can do and some things you need to do during the pandemic. So I'm looking forward to this one. But yeah, I think like a lot of other people out there, I'm I'm trying to balance optimism and realism. How about you? How have you been, Matt? Uh, I've been, you know, like normal. I've been pretty busy at doing, you know, work and all the things I like to do outside. So the indoors thing is not a big deal for me because I spend most of my extra time outdoors. Uh, this Thanksgiving change, uh, this one's hitting me hard. I host Thanksgiving. This is my, I, I this is my favorite holiday. I just, I just, I love cooking as you know. And, um, I, I just, this is a tough one. The the tradition that we've had for so many years is it's going to be different this year. And so, uh, we're not going to be observing those same traditions we normally do. And I, so I get it. I get people's frustrations, at at least when it comes to, you know, this part of it, um, it, it, that this has been a tough week, you know, it, it has made it maybe perhaps a little easier to prep. I didn't have to start on Saturday. 
this year uh, to get things ready for this huge dinner. You you know, start just, almost a week ahead, did you? Yeah, it's just it's basically us, you know. So uh, I I'm still making all the same stuff, just not enough for 40 people, really. Sure. But, uh, and even though we'd never have 40 people here, it's usually, you know, around that's 15, how much you make. There's, yeah, there's got to be enough for 40 because people do stop by throughout the day and afterwards. So um, I, it's just going to be a little different. So, you know, I, it, but again, yeah, it's that optimism, realism thing. I believe that next year we'll be back to normal. Uh, but, you know, this year we got to do our part to make sure everyone else is safe and including us. So. That's where that's where we're at. That's how I'm doing it. I think, you know, balancing optimism, realism, it's a good philosophy in most things, really, you know, even including personal finances. That's why we do the show is to talk about things like that. So let's yeah. tie it into this now. You know, the upcoming holidays may be more challenging than most of us previously experienced. But I think with a little planning and, you know, we always talk about planning, they can still be warm and memorable. You know, the idea of balancing optimism and reality, it's a great seg into our topic which we're talking about building a legacy plan during the pandemic today. And I don't normally, you know, keep my nose in all of the financial um, magazines. I do read a lot of the journals, but, you know, Forbes and Newsweek, or you, you know, U.S. News and World Report, all those things. I don't generally do that. I like to see what people are reading. I think, uh, you know, so I know how to talk to people about the news they're getting. Sure. Uh, there was a good article in Forbes that I think ties into this one that people may have come across 10 financial and estate planning matters to think about during the crisis. And I think it'll really have some action, some critical information for our listeners today. Well, sure. I, if you talk about finances and estate planning, uh, I think that's a good topic. Any legacy plan is a good thing to have in place. It's one of those things that a lot of people know they need, but they put it off again and again. We've all been guilty of that because they think they can just get to it tomorrow. But you do have to ask the tough question, what if tomorrow never comes? Yeah, that's absolutely right. You know, it's become an actual hardcore reality for a lot of people this year. So well, it's a reality for a lot of people every year, but there's a painful one in everyone's face right now. Dying without a legacy plan means the people you love will not only be left scrambling to manage your affairs, but they also might be left behind without the financial means to continue enjoying the quality of life you work so hard to provide for them. Yeah, that's a good way to put it, to, to put it in perspective. I mean, Part of the reason we get up and go to work every day is to take care of the people who mean the most to us. And I think a robust and comprehensive legacy plan like you help people with, uh, it may mean you take care of them even after you're gone and don't leave them in a bad situation. So what's the first suggestion you have for us today? Well, the first one I want to talk about, Tony, is taking care of both your durable and healthcare powers of attorney. I know we touched on this just a couple shows ago because of a situation I ran across with a with a client or a new client. If you haven't heard that first term before, durable power of attorney, it empowers someone to make financial decisions on your behalf should you become incapacitated or otherwise unable to make those decisions on your own. Now, there's two types of durable powers of attorney. It's a general durable power of attorney, which is permanently in place, and a springing power of attorney, which only turns on if you become disabled. Well, that's interesting. Obviously, uh, what type of decision, though, does the person you designate make with the durable power of attorney? 
You perhaps are one of the greatest question askers in history, Tony. <laughs> well, it just popped in there, so I thought I'd ask. <laughs> well, I'm glad you did. A durable power of attorney allows your designee to make numerous financial decisions on your behalf. For example, they can reach out to your insurance companies. They can file your taxes, pay your bills. Additionally, a healthcare power of attorney means your designee, as the name implies, uh, will make your healthcare decisions when you can't. That means that person may hire and fire your doctors, they can sign releases, and determine your best course of treatment. Right, and that's a great rundown. I mean, it's clear we all need to make absolutely certain that both our durable and healthcare powers of attorney are all squared away, and that our designee knows where to find those documents. Very, very true. Now, if your parents are living, I'd also encourage you to check in with them about their powers of attorney to make sure they're appropriately updated, that they're accessible. Also, if you have children who've reached the age of majority in your state, you really may want to have the same conversation with them because under HIPAA rules, medical providers can't release any medical information, even to parents in the absence of a HIPAA release. Oh, wow. I I did not know that. Well, I think this is good information to have, and uh, I want to keep it going here. I mean, we're talking about the importance of building or updating your legacy plan during this uh, current pandemic. And uh, now we're talking about durable powers of attorney, and I know we have a lot of other great info to get to during this segment. I mean, putting together a legacy plan when you're healthy and happy uh, will take one more stressful financial decision off your plate or a loved one's plate. So you can focus on more pleasant things. Uh, what's the next thing you have for us? Is that plate discussion all right, right around Thanksgiving, Tony? <laughs> That's where my mind's at right now. Okay, mine too. Uh, so the next piece of legacy planning advice from that article, and I think it's a good one, is solidifying your health insurance. Start by putting together a complete list of all your health insurance policies. Make sure sure someone you know uh, trusts, somebody trust, I'm sorry, uh, knows how to find it. Along those same lines, if one or both of your parents are alive, like we were talking just before, make sure that you have a copy of their policy should you need to quickly make decisions or even answer questions on their behalf. If you have adult children, again, may also want to have copies of their policies in the event they aren't able to answer questions on their own, even if it's just temporarily. Well, yeah, I mean, making things as easy as possible for the people who may have to make decisions for us that's one of the smartest financial and legacy planning decisions we can make. You know, situations like the ones you're talking about are already stressful enough without having to dig through drawers or computer files to find those critical documents. Yeah, again, one of the tools we have is a generational vault. Great place to organize all those things. You can get them. You can share them with people that you trust with the, you know, with that piece in place. You can get them wherever they are, whether they're on one coast and you're on another. All those things are shareable and accessible 24-7. Another key component of legacy planning is your health savings account or what most people will call an HSA. Make sure your family members know about your HSAs, how to access them on your end. Make sure all your paperwork's in order and that it's completely up to date. Right. Good advice. And I have a feeling that a lot of people out there are probably feeling overwhelmed by this conversation today. I mean, you're talking about a pretty sizable stack of documents, but I think the reality is if we take care of these elements of the legacy plan early and then focus on quick updates or updates once in a while as needed, 
Uh, that takes a lot of pressure off you and the people who may eventually be charged with making decisions on your behalf. And that's critical. Yeah, I can tell you, uh, you know, all these Zoom calls we do with friends and family. Right now, I just we ha I had a call with a, uh, a couple that I've been friends with for years, but I hadn't seen them online throughout this whole thing yet. And we we caught up Friday night and all these, the durable power of attorney, the healthcare powers of attorney, even if you have them in place and they're a couple years old, you may want to have them either updated as, as quickly as possible, or, you know, you can be faced with when you go to get them done, you still have to go somewhere else to have somebody notarize that. Yes, this is in fact current because things do change. And when you need them, that is really not the time, especially in this current environment when it's sometimes hard to get into places or someplace might be closed because somebody just got a case of COVID or something. Making sure that they're updated right now is just as important as having them in place, even if you do have them in place. Now, another along the same lines is something having these things ready. Keep track of your safe deposit box if you have one. The most important thing is making sure you legally list someone you trust with the bank or company you have your box with. Doing that, you'll ensure they have access to the box after your death or if you become incapacitated. It's a nightmare if that's not part of the process. Along the same lines, if you keep a safe or fireproof box with a lock in your home, you'll want to let someone you trust know where it is, what the combination is, or where the key is. Well, sure, and I don't think your loved ones, you you know, the one, the people you leave behind aren't going to enjoy trying to become safe crackers. Probably <laughs> so, not. Yeah, <laughs> so make sure you have write down that combination if you do have a safe. And well, safes are, you know, they're still pretty common. A lot of people keep critical information in password protected files on their computers, right? Yeah. Uh, and in addition to providing that information for your files and documents that are password protected, you'll also want to draft a secure document listing all your various accounts, passwords, so that your designee has quick and safe access. And I touched on this before, but I'll say it again. One way we make this easy for our clients is the generational vault. It's a secure online repository for important documents. I, I like to consider it like a virtual safe deposit box, but along the same lines, make sure someone you trust has access to it. Yeah, I, I think that's a great idea. And you know, overall today, we're talking about the importance of building or updating your current legacy plan so that you have a solid plan and it's going to protect you from the chaos that this current pandemic is causing. A strong legacy plan may calm your nerves and allow you to move on to more pleasant matters. I think that's key here, right? So the next thing is coming up with a strategy for your cash. It's important to create a pool of cash beyond credit and debit cards. Should there be problems with liquidity or if things like power outages or other unlikely quirks happen, generally something in the ballpark of maybe $500 safely hidden in your home in a place you can quickly access it is a pretty good idea. You just never know when being able to get your hands on some good old fashioned cash may really come in handy. Yeah, I think that's a really good idea. I mean, when we think back to how quickly the pandemic spread last spring and then how quickly the economy shut down, and we're seeing some of that repeated now, it just makes good sense to budget for short-term cash flow needs as well as looking longer term and looking out at, with legacy planning. Yeah, a great point. The article also has some really good insight into Roth IRAs. Specifically, it urges people to weigh the value of Roth savings options in the current market environment. 
Now, you can fund a Roth IRA at any point this year. In addition to funding your own Roth and your spouse's, you may also want to consider a Roth for your children with earned income and a Roth conversion for your parents if they're in a lower tax bracket. Now, admittedly, Roth IRAs can be a little tricky, at least at the outset. So I think there's a prime opportunity to urge you to work with a financial services professional. Many financial service professionals are going to have the experience with Roth IRA planning that helps you weigh all the pros and cons before making your final decision. So, Well, yeah, and I'm glad you brought up working with a financial professional such as yourself. I mean, we've talked about this a lot in our past shows, but personal finances can be intimidating and confusing, especially things when you get into legacy planning and Roth conversions and IRAs and 401ks and what to do with them and how to manage them. So why go it alone? I mean, I'm a huge fan of working with somebody who's going to give you not only advice, but the unvarnished truth. Uh, You need to say, hey, are you a fiduciary? That's a good question to ask because you need somebody who's going to be looking out for your best interest. So Matt, what do you have next for us? Uh, The article also advocates spending some time focusing on your 401k, whether it's balancing or increasing what you're contributing to it. When the market's down, you need to decide if you want to be more conservative or more aggressive with your money. You know, so you have those options. Well, and the more options you have, the better. And let's not forget that if your employer offers a 401k match, you want to ensure that you're doing what you can to get that full match. I mean, otherwise you're just leaving free money on the table, right? Yeah. Unless, you know, there's some really outstanding circumstances. I'm right there with you on that one. And now this might be it. Like an adequate emergency plan should also be part of your broad legacy plan, financial strategy, you know, one, you know, emergency funding. So if you, if you're low on emergency cash right now, that would be the only reason to, uh, once you get that fund built up, you go back to full match, right? But that might be one of the only reasons you're leaving that match on the table for your 401k. But this could go beyond that. You know, what if there's disruption to the communication network? Make sure you have a backup plan for how you'll communicate with your family. There's a ready.gov website and the program has some great planning advice that the first step in their plan is build a strategy by discussing several scenarios with your family, including you know how you'll receive emergency alerts and warnings, your shelter plans, evacuation routes, a family communication plan, emergency preparedness kit, how to check in with the CDC. The next step to consider is your family specific needs, followed by filling out a family emergency plan and then do what you know we do when we're doing boat stuff, do what you should be doing for like, you know, your fire plants, practice your plan with everyone in the household, the other people you want to contact during an emergency, doing dry runs when things are safe makes the actual application of it when it's an emergency much more likely to succeed. I urge you to visit ready.gov backslash plan to learn more. Yeah. And that's just the word ready.gov and then backslash plan. I think that's really good. And that's great advice because obviously a comprehensive legacy plan is about more than just finances. Uh, What's next? Uh, Setting up auto deposits. Auto bill pay may be another strong part of your strategy because mail service may be affected in an emergency situation. Make sure your income streams can find their way into your bank account without relying on mail delivery. And along the same lines, make sure your bills are getting paid automatically so that you don't fall behind. Yeah. Uh, nobody wants to fall behind with that. And you nope. don't have to convince me of the wisdom of direct deposits and auto bill paying. I mean, not only is it safer, it just makes things so much easier. 
And I, I agree with you on that one, too. Now, in the small amount of time we have left here, I'd like to point out another article that I think people might find very valuable. It's from CNBC. It's called A Financial Therapist Shares Three Tips to Manage Your Money and Stay Sane During the Pandemic. And that's kind of what really Sorry, good advisors are. Sorry, that ship has already sailed for some yeah, reason. I, yeah. And you need therapy <laughs> in not just the financial <laughs> realm, clearly. But, you know, really, most good advisors in the end are kind of financial therapists. It's really what they do. It's more about behavioral expectations and behavioral advising than it is about actual finances. Now, the article points out that the pandemic is causing considerable financial stress for millions of Americans. It's critical to relieve that stress as much as possible. Now, to that end, the article notes you should pause your debt payoff plan. Now, if you're currently out of work or your hours have been reduced, don't hesitate to pay the minimums on things like your credit cards until you're back on your feet. At that point, sure, kick your debt payoff plan back into gear. But right now, if things are tight, now's not the time to be eaten into some of that debt. Right. And I think, you know, sometimes we do have to be flexible. Paying the minimum might not be ideal because of interest. But if it's between that or putting food on the table, it's a much easier decision. Exactly right. Sometimes we just have to be flexible. Now, next, you should find comfort in new routines during the pandemic. You know, for so many people shopping or eating out, it's a source of comfort in times of stress. But during periods when strict budging is important, find ways to feel fulfilled at home. It may, could be as simple as exercising or improving your culinary skills or video chatting with friends and family. And lastly, turn a negative into a positive. Use the pandemic as a way to get better with money. Create a pandemic budget that cuts, cuts out some of the things you don't need. You know, maybe it's making coffee at home rather than going out, or maybe it's ditching cable, enjoying cheaper streaming options. Um, when the economy approves, life gets back to normal, you may just find that your so-called pandemic budget more than meets your needs in the post-pandemic world. Right, and I think that's a great note to end our show on. It's been a great discussion but unfortunately, we're out of time. Is there anything else before we go? Yeah, well, hey, we covered a lot in this episode, I think. If you need any answers or you have any more questions about some of the stuff or you need some details about any of it, I encourage you to visit the website, compass-ltd.com. Call the office, 800-339-9252. We can discuss how our team might be able to answer your questions, address some of your concerns. And as always, that first initial consultation, there's no cost, there's no obligation to that. It's complimentary. It's our goal to help you prepare for the retirement you've worked so hard for. We don't want you stressing out in these already stressful times about things like that. Don't go it alone. We said it before. I want to say, I want to leave that in your head. You, there's no need to go it alone. Well, Matt, this has been a great discussion, but uh, we're out of time. And listeners, that does it for today's episode of The Financial Compass with our host, Matt Brunner. Thank you for listening to The Financial Compass. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, please contact Matthew Brunner at Comprehensive Planning Associates. Call 800-339-9252 or visit their website at compass-ltd.com. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Insurance products and services, fee-based financial planning, and investment advisory services are offered by Comprehensive Planning Associates, LTD. Compass, a registered investment advisor in the state of Connecticut. Securities are offered
offered by Gretchen Brunner and Matthew Brunner through Gradient Securities, LLC, Arden Hills, Minnesota, 866-991-1539. Member FINRA, SIPC. Comprehensive Planning Associates, LTD, Compass, and Gradient Securities, LLC are not affiliated companies. Gradient Securities, LLC, and Comprehensive Planning Associates, LTD, Compass are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any government agency. Please refrain from posting reviews of your experience as this may be considered testimonials and are prohibited by the Securities and Exchange Commission, SEC. Like should not be considered a positive reflection of the investment advisory services offered by Gradient Securities LLC, GS, and or their investment advisor representatives.